Welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, beats the competition, and grows your business. I am your host, Sam Moss. Guys, it is exactly one month until Christmas. It's November 25th, and we have one month until Christmas. Man, I cannot believe it. You know, I absolutely love this time of year, and I can't believe it's here once again. And depending on the type of business you own, though, you know, Christmas can mean it is a slow time of year for you, and you might actually see a drop in sales. And I wouldn't wish that upon you, but, you know, it's reality. Sometimes, um, you know, you have a, a fast time of year and a slow time of year, and for a lot of businesses, Christmas is that slow time of year, the holiday season. So today we're going to hear from Ted Goldwyn about the three steps to get more customers for your business. And what a better time of year than a time that is typically slow for most businesses. So if you haven't noticed in the past few episodes, I've been trying to work on my segues into the podcast, and I'm really proud of myself for connecting Christmas and the three steps to get more customers. So um, I'm just going to pat myself on the back for that one. Anyway, Ted owns his own business called Ted Goldwyn Writing, where he writes um, professional content for banks and financial institutions. Um, And recently, actually, Ted has started offering his own business writing and training courses, uh, which he has been offering both virtually and in person. So good for you, Ted, on doing that. Um, Ted really knows his stuff when it comes to business and did a fantastic job walking through the three steps to getting more customers for your business. And I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, here is my interview with Ted Goldwyn. Well, Ted, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It is great to have you here, man. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate you uh, having me. Yeah, I would like you to share um, really what you do as a business owner for our listeners and how you help other business owners um, before we jump into today's topic. That sounds great, Sam. Happy to do it. Um, So I own uh, Ted Goldwyn Writing, uh, which I launched in late 2014. So I'm right at my uh, five-year anniversary, major milestone. Good for Um, you. Yeah, thanks, Sam. I appreciate that. Um, And what I do is uh, I'm a business-to-business content marketing writer and copywriter. Um, So what that means is I write primarily long-form thought leadership content marketing for companies that sell high-value products and services to banks and credit unions. Uh, So my primary Mm -hmm. niche is in uh, financial services uh, because that's my background. Um, but I have worked with um, companies uh, outside that industry as well, such as nonprofits, um, small businesses, healthcare, and a few other sectors. That's awesome, Ted. So I want to I want to jump right in um, today. We're going to be talking about really the three steps of getting more customers. And this is something you've been great at. I mean, as a content writer, this this really knits right in with what you do. And can you really share uh, briefly what those three steps are? Absolutely, Sam. Uh, so the three steps are, uh, number one, prospecting, um, which uh, you know can be kind of aligned with, with marketing, depending on the type of business that you're in. Uh, but that's really the first step. Um, then moving into lead generation, uh, converting those prospects into qualified leads. And then finally, um, keeping those leads engaged um, on the hook, establishing 
uh, long-term relationships uh, through lead nurturing uh, with the ultimate goal of converting them into closed sales at some point in the process. Okay. Okay. Can you uh, dive into what prospecting is? Because some people might actually jump straight into lead generation and skip mm-hmm. prospecting altogether and say, well, well I, have to, I have to get new leads for my business. And I think that's a pretty common misconception is leads come first. But you're saying we need to go a step further when it comes to getting more customers. Can you share what exactly prospecting means? Absolutely. And, you know, it's going to be different for, um, you know, what sector of the marketplace you're in, uh, what type of products and services you're offering and your clientele. Um, but in, you know, in the business and the sector that I'm in, which is really professional services, um, highly, you know, customized services that I offer to my clients, um, as well as the, the type of products and services that, that my clients offer, uh, which tend to be higher value, um, smaller volume, um, mm-hmm. prospecting is, is really a key first step in the entire process. Um, in some other industries, um, with sort of the, you know, maybe the lower uh, value, higher volume um, type of products and services, more commoditized businesses, um, you know, prospecting may be, you know, not as important, more uh, general, um, broad scale marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly in the, you know, in the sectors I'm talking about, prospecting is really critical, really, before you even get to the lead generation aspect. Um, so I look at it that, <clears throat> you know, prospecting is the lifeblood of any business. In order to, to grow and survive, you must take care of your current clients to keep them happy and coming back. But you also need to keep that active pipeline of new customers, new potential clients, um, you know, uh, you know, in your <clears throat> your your range of vision um, in order to mine them for future relationships. And really, that's what, uh, you know, the verb prospect means or prospecting. Um, it's really to search or explore uh, to mine as in gold. Uh, you know, you think back mm-hmm. to the 1800s and. Um, you know, the gold rush out West um, and prospecting for gold, that's really what it is. Um, so you're trying to, you know, to work, um, you know, the, you know, the best audience, the best areas um, to find the best, most qualified leads that could potentially become long-term profitable and happy clients of yours down the road. And how can we actually be prospecting in our business? Can you give like a real life example of what that can look like? Absolutely. Um, so first step is to kind of envision the traditional sales funnel. Um, at the top of that sales funnel is prospecting or marketing. Um, and at the bottom of that funnel is your sales or lead conversion, uh, turning those um, prospects from your potential larger, uh, potential larger audience um, into actual clients. So if you have that sales funnel in mind, you have prospecting right up on top and, you know, how you prospect for uh, potential clients and customers depends on your type of business. So a lot of factors come into play, uh, your target market, the size of your market, whether you're offering a tangible product versus a professional service, um, the pricing and value of what it is you're offering. Um, You know, so I'll use myself as as an example. And the services I offer tend to be 
you know, high value to my clients below volume. So I, I work with um, a select group of uh, clients at any given time, uh, really anywhere between, you know, six and a dozen clients. Um, so prospecting is very important, but the positive aspect of that is that I could really spend a lot of time customizing my approach and very closely targeting the audience I go after in terms mm -hmm. of finding uh, qualified leads uh, that might be right for the services that I'm offering and can benefit uh, from the value that I'm offering. Um, so the approach I take um, is really that highly targeted, personalized, customized approach to both my prospecting and, and marketing. Again, if you're in sort of that lower volume, higher volume, uh, or lower value, higher volume kind of commodity type business, uh, you're probably going to need to take a different approach. You're not going to be able to customize it in the same way um, if you're casting a wide net uh, to potentially thousands or tens of thousands of, um, of prospects. Um, you're going to need to take a, um, a more general type of approach. Um, but, you know, but focusing on, on uh, as I said, the high value, lower volume, there's two types of uh, prospecting appro uh, approaches you can take. And it's important, uh, depending on what stage of your business you're at, to do a mix uh, of these two mm -hmm. types. And that is, one is your inbound uh, marketing or prospecting, uh, and the second is outbound. And I'll go through uh, uh, both of those. So inbound is, you know, more of that passive approach. Um, you're planting uh, breadcrumbs or seeds out there in the marketplace for prospective clients to find you. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Outbound, on the other hand, is more proactive, more direct marketing to pre-qualified prospects. Um, and in many cases, reaching out to your dream clients, those people you would really like to work with, uh, with a highly uh, customized, personalized approach. So beginning with, with uh, inbound uh, prospecting, um, particularly for, for these high-ticket type of products and services I'm talking about, and in my arena, <clears throat> it's um, you know, technology, products and services, consulting engagements, uh, things of that nature. Content marketing is such an important aspect of that. And it's really centers exactly, yeah. around, yeah. It really centers around creating sort of a thought leadership platform uh, for your brand and for your business. Uh, and there's a lot of ways that you can do that. So you could do that by creating uh, content such as uh, thought leadership white papers, ebooks, uh, placed articles within uh, trade journals, uh, within whatever industry you're working in. Um, you could even write a traditional book. Um, that is a a significant endeavor. Um, a, that's a big project. That'll take you some time. Um, and you may even want to work with a ghostwriter to develop that. Uh, but once you've written that, that book, you have a really a solid piece of content that will help you stand above uh, most yeah, of your it really competition. Puts a stake, it, put, it puts a stake in the ground that shows you own this. You know what mm -hmm. you're doing. And when they need it, guess what? They're going to be qualified for yeah. your work. Absolutely. It's a huge credibility factor for you uh, to write a book. But um, uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing that right off the <laughs> Jumping bat. into it first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, some of the smaller pieces of content, um, when you do it in a kind of a rigorous uh, type of approach or manner, um, you know, doing a series of white papers, a series of ebooks, uh, shorter pieces of content, 
a series of articles out there, a column uh, within one of the trade journals that could really help build up that audience and that layer of credibility mm -hmm. that, that you want as well. Um, some other great ways of doing that uh, in terms of sticking with, with inbound prospecting right now uh, is through podcasts. Um, you know, exactly what you're doing, Sam. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, podcasts have really exploded in the last few years and it's a great way to develop your audience and, and get your brand out there and, um, again, establish yourself as a thought leader in, in the industry. Um, webinars, um, speaking engagements at, at conferences and, and trade shows and, uh, and networking events and the like, um, creating your own blog and, and posting regularly is another great way to kind of help develop that platform. Um, but then even like, a, a, a slightly different approach, even with some of those things like podcasts and, and blogs and the like is, um, getting guest slots, uh, with some of those. So I'm very appreciative of you inviting me here today as a, as a guest on your Absolutely, podcast. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a great way without <clears throat> having to necessarily build the infrastructure and, the exactly. time involved yeah. in creating your own podcast, um, if you strategically target some podcasts that hit your target audience and you get invited mm -hmm. on those shows to do interviews, that's a great way to kind of expand your audience and get your name out there as as a, a leader in the industry as well. Exactly. Ted, um, so I want, to, note, I want to move on. Just oh, one note on that. It, it is important, you know, with the guest podcasts and guest blogs and things like that, that you do want to pick and choose those carefully because you want to make sure that Absolutely. The, yes. the host's audience aligns with your own. Because otherwise, it's just going to be a waste of time. You're just going to be talking to people that will never need you. And that's why laying that foundation of prospecting is so important. And I think, you know, so many people will skip it, like I said before, and just go, oh, well, I need leads. Let's just advertise and not know who we're advertising to and get in front of as many people. If you hone it in and you know exactly who you need to be talking to, it will make mm -hmm. the other two steps so much easier. And would you attest to that? Mm. Absolutely. No, you hit the nail right on the head there, Sam. I'll be right back with the rest of my interview with Ted in just a moment. Hundreds of websites have come across our desks here at One Click Agency every single year. And here's something, it's a secret. They're all making the same five mistakes. I mean, they are basically making five simple mistakes and you're probably making them on your website too. So what we did to help is we wrote a PDF and we're giving it away for free. You can find that PDF at oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. Now you can spell it out or use numbers, whichever one, it doesn't matter. And what this is, is it helps you correct those mistakes that you could be making on your website. See, if you're making one of these five mistakes, they are super easy to fix. They really don't take long to find either. So this is foundational and basic stuff for your website. These mistakes are basically equivalent to a, web, uh, a business never turning on their open sign when they arrive in the morning for work. So they just sit around and wonder why no one is coming into their store. And then, you know, basically if they were to turn on the sign, then it would bring in business. It's, it's not rocket science. These are what these website mistakes are that simple to fix. So what you can do is you can go to oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. Guess what? It's free. I already said it totally free. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. And I will explain what those mistakes are and how you can fix them. 
oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. So I have a question. Why is it that you think um, people really skip the foundation and just jump into lead generation? Why do you think that is? I think it's um, a mixture of a, you know, a lack of understanding of, of the importance of building that. Um, there may be a fear factor uh, involved as well, or just not really knowing how to get started. Um, and, you know, lastly, just not just not understanding how important it is to kind of build that foundation, as you said, um, mm -hmm. of credibility, of thought leadership. Um, yeah, it's and, and it takes it does take time. It takes a lot of work. So um, particularly with the you know, with the inbound, I'll get into the outbound prospecting in a minute. Uh, but inbound, it, it, it's not a flip the switch and you're going to get results immediately. Um, exactly. You know, you know, you're not going to, you know, start your podcast and then have, you know, new customers or prospects flooding through the door. Um, you know, you've been running your podcast, what, about six or nine months now? Is that right? Yeah, right about, right about there. Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm sure you've seen some positive results. Um, you do a great job with this, but it, I'm sure you didn't see a lot the first week or the first month. It no, takes time it, it to takes build time. that audience, right? Mm-hmm. With whatever you do, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I do. I agree. I think a lot of people really they skip that first step of prospecting. Mm -hmm. um, it is a lot of effort, and you need to kind of block out that time in your schedule um, to start developing that content, developing that platform, and helping to expose your brand uh, to your wider audience. And that really ties into obviously step two, which is lead generation. I just, I want to, obviously we're talking to, to small business owners here. And when it comes to a small business, one, sometimes money might be an issue. Sometimes time is an issue and sometimes just help and staff and employees are an issue when it comes to really beating the sidewalks, getting leads. What can a uh -huh. business owner do on their own for step two when it comes to lead generation? Yeah, a lot of things. And and actually, I'll take a quick step back here because uh, I mentioned there were two types of prospecting you can do. And the mm -hmm. second one actually flows very nicely into uh, lead generation. Um, and that's your outbound uh, prospecting. Um, and what's great about outbound prospecting is it's very useful if you're trying to get quick results. Um, if you're just starting up your business and you need to get some customers in the door, um, or if you're looking to to grow your business quickly, um, mm -hmm. you know, so outbound prospecting is things like, you know, going to conferences, going to trade shows, um, you know, in your industry that are very focused, um, you know, shaking hands, introducing yourself and making those personal connections. Um, if your business is locally based and focused on a, on a local audience um, local business organizations like the Chamber of Commerce, BNI, um, local networking events can work very well um, for people to start putting a face to the name, learning about you, learning Absolutely. what your business yeah. offers, um, and you could get you know you could get some very quick results that way. One technique that um, that I use in my business, I still use today. I used it. Um, you know, uh, it was a significant aspect of my prospecting approach early on the first year or so is uh, warm email prospecting. 
Um, so using mm-hmm. email as a channel of reaching out to, um, you know, uh, qualified uh, prospects who could be qualified leads and introducing myself. And again, if you're, you know, if you're in this high value, low volume type of business, you can really and you should spend a lot of time learning about um, these prospects, um, pre-qualifying them as likely uh, leads for your business who could become good, uh, long-term, profitable clients, and then learning a bit about them and customizing these emails, personalizing them um, right from the subject line, right down through the email itself. Spend a, an hour, a couple of hours researching the individual or the company, and then sending them that personalized email, introducing yourself and introducing how you can solve what their problem may be. I've had a tremendous amount of uh, success with the warm email prospecting approach really, and, ga- really. and gained a lot of really, really great long-term clients uh, that I have to today uh, through that approach. Um, and I have to give kudos to um, my uh, coach and mentor is uh, a B2B writing guru, Ed Gandia. He has a wonderful podcast himself out there called High Income Business Writing. Uh, it's very focused mm-hmm. on content, content marketing um, and B2B writing in particular, but a lot of the practices that he talks about, um, you know, can be used in many other types of, uh, professional services businesses. That's awesome. So, yeah, thank you. Um, see, I do think that outbound prospecting approach fits very well into lead generation, which is kind of the next step. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, lead generation obviously is so important. Um, because that's where you, you, you turn all, uh, you know, you convert the, the marketing efforts and the prospecting efforts that you've been doing into actual qualified leads that could turn into customers or clients for your business. So a prospect turns into a lead once you qualify them or they qualify themselves as a potential client, number one. And number two, you begin to engage them in a one-on-one conversation. So a few a few tips in that area. First, you need to have a way to qualify your prospects. Um, and I see a lot of businesses, particularly you know folks that are just starting out, um, that they they just want to do be everything to everybody, and they want to help every prospect who comes through the door to solve their problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, to a certain extent, you know, when you're first starting out, you know, you're kind of starved for clientele and for business. And, you know, you're going to need to do that to a certain extent. Um, but if you do that for any length of time, it's really going to, you know, hurt the long-term viability of your business. You're going to burn yourself out. Um, you're going to waste a lot of time, effort, and money um, on serving the people that, you know, aren't right for your business. Um, they may not have um, the resources um, to, uh, you know, to pay you or to, you know, or to uh, acquire your products or services, um, mm-hmm. or they may just have different needs and what you're able to serve. So it's very important that you have a way to qualify those prospects right in the beginning. There's a few ways you could do that. Uh, again, depending on the size of your audience, how many prospects are coming through the door, how much time you have. Um, one great way to do that is through an initial consultation, whether by uh, phone or in person. Um, you can use Calendly or another calendar app, schedule a 15-minute free consultation, um, and then go through a series of questions uh, to kind of qualify that 
that individual is being, you know, or that business being right for the services that you offer. Because they might not be. And that's okay. They, in many cases, they're not going to be. Yeah, probably the mm -hmm. majority of cases, they, they won't be. Um, again, it kind of gets it gets back to the quality of your prospecting efforts. If you're doing a really great job of yeah, exactly. explaining what you offer and you know building that audience around the services you offer and the expertise you have, um, you'll have better quality uh, leads um, you know, the, down through the pipeline. Um, but you're always going to have some people that are not qualified. There are some other techniques as well. Um, you could have a simple uh, pre-qualification questionnaire on your website. So if people go to your website and, you know, they want to engage with you and say, hey, you know, I really like, um, you know, what you do in the area of web design and SEO, um, you know, Sam, I'd like to uh, to hire you. OK, well, great. Well, here are, you know, three, um, you know, three to five questions. Please answer these so I can learn a little bit more about you um, and then we'll mm -hmm. follow up with you. Um, and they answer those questions. That does two things. One is you know, you as the business owner can learn a lot about them uh, and what their needs are and whether they might be a right fit. Secondly, they're putting at least a little bit of effort into this process. And, yeah. you know, that'll give you an indication whether they're going to be a good client um, and someone that you're going to be able to work with and have a good relationship with. Or, you know, if they say, ah, you know, I don't have time to fill out a two-minute questionnaire. I'm just going to ignore this and leave. Well, great. They probably would not have been a good client for you anyway. If they're not going to step into the process in. to start. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Have you have you um, had that experience in your business, Sam? In, in terms, yeah. Of I mean, if they exactly, it's like if they're not even willing to respond about. Well, let's go ahead and and touch base about you know what kind of website you have or what what exactly you're looking for. If they're not willing to put in the time in the beginning, then you didn't want to work with them in the first place anyway. I mean, any business owner has probably had someone like that and it's better just to let them go and move on to the next. You don't need to chase everybody. I think that's exactly exactly right. Great. And the to, the last piece I want to touch on in the the lead generation aspect of this uh this really important step is you need to have a, a way or a mechanism to capture that lead. Um, so mm -hmm. it could be, you know, email sign up uh, on your website um, or through social media. You know, if they learn about about you, if they're interested in the content that you're putting out, make sure you capture their email, their phone number, their contact information. So you could bring that into your database um, and then have some sort of autoresponder email replying back to them. You know, thanks for your interest in this piece of content. Um, you know, here you go. Um, and that content, you know, so, so a way to generate these leads is through lead magnets, getting back to, you know, that ebook or some short articles. Um, it could be a checklist that could help your prospect with some aspect of their business that, oh, by the way, is, you know, a shortcut to the type of service that you offer. You know, like, you know, 10 things um, you should do to improve your website today. Um, and I know you have you have content like that out on, you know, on mm -hmm. your website. Um, you know, those quick hitter pieces of content doesn't take you a long time to produce them, um, doesn't take a long time for the prospect to read them, but can be very valuable to them. And they're willing to exchange their contact information with you in order to grab mm -hmm. that that free content, special report, things of that nature. Exactly. And it really puts a stake in the ground. Again, like we've said before, this mm -hmm. is what we do. 
we're, we obviously know what we're doing so much that we can write something that's going to help you. And we don't care if you go do it on your own or not. This shows that we're confident in what we do and hopefully it's going to help you in the long run. Absolutely. Now, once they, they sign up for, um, the lead. So you do your prospecting, you have your, your lead generator out there, your lead magnet, and they, they sign up and you have their email address. Mm -hmm. That could be it, but that's not what, um, needs to happen. There is a third step and that comes to nurturing. Can you, uh, help us understand what that is? Absolutely. And, and Sam, this is probably the most critical step in the entire process. Um, and, and there's different ways you could do it. I'm going to talk a little bit about how I do it in, in my business. Again, keeping mm -hmm. in mind that, you know, I have a very, you know, uh, very personalized type of business where I'm dealing with a very, you know, small group of, uh, of clients at any given time. So I devote a lot of time to lead nurturing and taking a very personal approach to it. <clears throat> if you, if you're in a business with a larger, um, clientele, larger audience that you're going after, you're probably not going to be able to customize it to the same level, but some of these general practices can be used in that case as well. Um, but mm -hmm. lead nurturing is, is extremely critical. The biggest mistake that any business can make is to make that initial contact, have that initial engagement, and then drop the lead down the road. <clears throat> because most, especially when, um, you know, when you're in this high value, you know, low volume type of business, the sales cycle can be very long. Um, you may have that initial engagement, initial consultation with a prospect uh, or qualified lead in January. You may not get any business from them until June or to the following January mm -hmm. or 18 months later. Um, it could take a very long time. But you need to be, um, you know, front and center when they have that need that you can exactly serve right. um, so that they think of you first before they think of anybody else. You know, so in my case, like, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking with these companies and they're looking to put together a content marketing program, they're looking to write a series of white papers or blogs or case studies. A lot of times, you know, I'm talking to them in June or July. They're starting to put their budgets together for next year. Uh, you know, they ask me what my pricing is, my service, uh, services, my background, things like that. And I may not hear from them for three or four or six months. Mm -hmm. I want to keep my name out there. So some ways to do that, you could do, uh, you could do a monthly newsletter, uh, or, you know, biweekly newsletter. Um, you can do personalized follow-up emails to them. And that's the approach that, or one of the approaches I take. Um, and it depends on how hot that lead is and what their particular needs are. But I find, you know, anywhere from every two weeks to every two months is about right. You don't want to overdo it. Uh, you don't want to mm -hmm. inundate them with, you know, uh, emails saying, Hey, are you ready yet? You know, when can we engage? Um, that <laughs> will be long gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll just, you know, it, it sets the wrong tone with people. What I like to do is I like to share with them, um, information of value, um, over time. Hey, I was, you know, Joe, I was thinking of you. Um, I came across this article. Um, you know, I know that you're, you're looking to do some case studies, um, just wanted to share with the, this article with you some uh, best practices on how to do customer success stories. Um, you know, enjoy the holiday, talk to you soon, that type of thing. So you're not asking for business overtly. You're just keeping your name in front of them. And they're going to think of you and say, hey, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And hey, he just mm -hmm. gave me some free information I wasn't even asking for. Um, exactly. I'm going I'm to think of Ted 
you know, when it is time to do those case studies. Um, so yeah, articles, content of relevance, um, you know, it's great to develop a library of content that you can have on hand, uh, whether it's eBooks or articles or PDFs, um, checklists, best practices, um, you know, articles that are out there in the industry that you just kind of save and put aside and just cycle those through and send them to different people within your network, uh, these potential leads, um, to keep them engaged. Um, exactly. again, if you, you know, if you're in a more locally based business, a lot of my clients, I'm, I'm working with people all across the country, but if your primary, um, market is, you know, right here in your hometown, invite people out for coffee or for lunch, you know, uh, if you haven't talked to them in a month or two said, Hey, we just want to get together, uh, treat you to lunch and see what's going on in your business and share some exciting things that's happening with, with our business. Um, mm -hmm. so it, that's another great way to nurture. Um, yeah, you know, referrals, uh, referring other business owners or other products and services, you know, to potential clients and vice versa, just kind of keep your name is going to come up again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just, you know, adding value, keeping your name out there, um, and being helpful whenever you can is really critical to the nurturing process. Man, this has been extremely refreshing for me because you just put a lot of work on my plate that I now need to do on my end in my business. And I'm sure that it's the same way for any business owner listening. Ted, thank you so much for sharing um, really the three critical steps to getting more customers. It has been fantastic to have you on the show, man. Oh, thank you so much, Sam. I appreciate the opportunity. And I want I want to close out and just ask, where can we find out more about you and your business. Um, can you share that? Absolutely. So uh, my website is tedgoldwin.com, www.tedgoldwy, as in yes, and as in nancy.com. Um, you can also find me on all the social medias, uh, LinkedIn. I'm very active on there. Um, Facebook, I have a business page, Ted Goldwyn Writing. Um, and I'm also on Twitter, so you can look me up uh, in any of those places and I'd love to hear from you. Ted, thank you again so much. It's been an honor. Thanks, Sam. Have a great one. Prospecting, lead generation, and nurturing. Simple, right? I mean, like I mentioned when I was talking to Ted, so many people skip to step two when it's when it comes to getting more customers. They just want to create leads. And they totally disregard the two very important steps, you know, prospecting and nurturing. Like I said, they just skip right to lead generation. I have done it. Honestly, I'm guilty. But like I said earlier, this has really helped my business and I hope I hope Ted has really sparked something in your mind as well when it comes to, you know, honing in on prospecting, lead generation, and nurturing in your business. I think you're going to see an uptick in sales, and this has worked for so many businesses. This is foundational when it comes to getting more customers, and I know this is going to help your business. So even if you're doing you know, prospecting well and maybe even lead generation, then work on the nurturing. Or maybe you're doing a great job with lead generation and nurturing, but you need to hone in on prospecting. I would encourage you to do that, and I hope that this has given you the encouragement and tools to do so. So be sure to check out Ted's website, www.ted for Ted, Goldwyn, which is spelled G-O-L-D-W-Y-N.com. 
Lastly, I just want to ask you to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you haven't already. This would be a huge help um, to get the word out about the podcast and let more people know how they can grow their business um, because we want to help small business owners just like you and uh, really appreciate you doing that. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, beats the competition, and grows your business. Thank you.